Welcome to Low Code 201, a podcast by Indium Software. Over the last couple of years, there has been a high level of interest in building enterprise-grade applications with low-code platforms like Mendix. Low Code 201 is a mini-podcast series that will capture interesting trends shaping the future of low-code. For this podcast, we have with us Karthik Bala, Executive Vice President of Strategic Growth and Channel Partnerships at Indium, and Craig Smith, Sales Director at Mendix. Mendix is one of world's most well-known low-code application development platforms. Founded in 2005 and recently acquired by Siemens in 2018, Mendix provides tools to build, test, deploy, and iterate applications. Indium Software is a strategic implementation partner for Mendix. They are a market leader in providing low-code services and currently have 150-plus Mendix developers, a lot of them appearing on the top 10 list of the global Mendix leaderboard. Indium Software has a deep expertise in providing Mendix solutions to deliver enterprise-grade applications for clients in healthcare, life sciences, insurance, manufacturing, financial services, and retail. Let us now listen to the new updates on the Low Code 201 podcast. Over to Karthik Bala. Hi, Craig. How are you? I'm well. It's good to be here with you today, Karthik. Thank you, Craig. So I take this opportunity to go right into our podcast title, Low Code 201. We are going to uh, brainstorm on some questions where Craig is going to share his insights on some of the aspects covering Low Code and Mendix. So, hey, Craig, over the last couple of years, there's been a high level of interest in building enterprise-grade applications with Low Code platforms like Mendix. What do you think are the key drivers for this trend, Craig? Well, Karthik, I can say that Mendix definitely has experienced steady growth over the past several years. As to the key drivers, I can say that uh, our business has always been uh, or always resulted from customers having a critical business need that just couldn't be delivered with traditional software development methods or with their existing resources. Uh, It may sound overly simplistic, but customers turn to us when they can't meet a deadline keep up with the backlog or hire the skills to meet the needs of the business with their existing development tools or resources. I've witnessed many examples of these key drivers, um, you know, over my career with Mendix. And clearly the, the hallmark of low code is speed. You know, building applications five to 10 times faster than traditional coding can, can really address time related issues such as accelerating time to market, you know, meeting that time to market objective meeting customer deadlines or strategic company mandates. Customers today are no longer willing to wait six to eight months for an application. They want it in six to eight weeks. Low-code has been the answer for customers with resource and skill shortages as well. Often engineering and development organizations can't keep up with the demand for new applications simply because their resources or existing skill sets are fully deployed maintaining legacy or core applications. Low-code has been the path for these companies to build applications that leverage emerging technologies and modern experiences without having to hire a whole lot of new people with special coding skills. You know, speaking of the skills gap, you know, you know, we can help address the skill sets, skill gap in many ways. We've seen companies effectively convert existing developers or technically oriented business users into low-code application developers. We're starting to see some organizational changes. Um, We're starting to see companies organize to optimize speed and time to value. 
Increasingly, our low-code projects are assigned to a transformation team or an emerging tech team focused on creating business responsive solutions that incorporate technologies such as workflow, AI, ML, RPA, and low-code. That said, your question implied an acceleration over the past, just the past couple of years. And you also kind of implied low codes of applicability for enterprise grade applications. You know, the industry analyst Forrester said it best in their most recent wave report, which was published, I think it was in April of this year, where they stated that the COVID crisis proved that rapid application development has become table stakes and that low code platforms are now first class development approach. So, you know, COVID really did accelerate our business. We saw it firsthand. We saw a, a very sharp spike and we've, we've made, you know, at the beginning of COVID, we had made well over 250,000 applications on the Mendix platform. We saw a significant spike in the number of applications uh, made in our Mendix platform, as well as the number of developers becoming certified in Mendix during COVID. COVID certainly made many nice to have projects like digitizing manual process to business critical and amplified and certainly amplified the time and resource challenges that I mentioned earlier. Um, low code is delivered for customers in COVID. You, I'm sure people have read on the web of all sorts of success stories um, of, of people building applications to um, to meet the challenges of COVID and, and Mendix was, was there as long with some other low code providers. There were countless apps made in record time, and, and, and part of that was due to low-code having a side benefit of being really remote work-friendly, size of the teams and so on. Besides COVID, I think there were a number of other factors to our you know, recent success over the last couple of years. First and foremost, you know, low-code's become proven. Low-code is uh, well along the maturity curve and has built a strong track record of success. There are references and use cases out there across just about every industry and all functional areas. Second factor is many of the large enterprise software vendors have embraced low code as the preferred way to extend their platforms. Companies like Microsoft, Salesforce, ServiceNow, SAP, and Siemens have all adopted and embraced low code as a preferred platform. The success of RPA, robotic process automation, has demonstrated that uh, demonstrated rapid return on investments and the business liked it. The business have gotten used to it and they want more. They want more fast time to value solutions. And then finally, there's the growth in the ecosystem. You know, as, as low code has matured and popularity has increased, the number of service providers like your company have been there to support customers, offering compelling services uh, around the platform, um, which allow customers to, you know, with an end-to-end -end solution, you know, versus just acquiring and enabling technology. One thing's for sure, we don't see this growth slowing down anytime soon. Hey, thanks, Craig. I think uh, that was awesome. We resonate a lot with uh, what you said. I think uh, you touched first a lot of things and given the current pandemic situation on how a lot of problems are being solved. So uh, we at Indium also, you know, along with uh, resonate, as I said, with a lot of these implementations. We've done several implementations projects for clients. And I think we surely understand that Mendix brings that speed and agility, which certainly a factor that uh, clients are always excited about. Uh, we have worked on a lot with legacy as well. I think you touched based on legacy. I do remember we did an, a .NET legacy application migration which, with zero feature loss for a, a kind of a market leading uh, diversified industrial manufacturing company, which is almost a century old. And you know, 
uh, if you can understand having uh, legacy systems which a century old company so and if they are adopting mendix we set up a lot of uh, uh, multi country customizations a lot of dynamic templates and then they adopted into big data management as well and then we were able to uh, handle a lot of data generated in multiple languages in different countries so uh, so so given that context craig so that leads me into my next question in terms of uh, what kind of applications can be built with low code platforms and what kind of applications cannot be built with is there something that you would differentiate or anything and everything can be done so do you want to throw more light on that craig sure sure kathy that's a good question and that's clearly been the the, the top of mind question over the last few years however you know i'll be honest recently low code has come a long way um, over the last few years, and that's really no longer the question. The question isn't what can be built or can't be built, um, because just about anything can be built with low code these days. I think a better question is what should be built with low code and what should be left for other technologies. Fair? Um, low, low code is great for applications or processes that are specific to a customer's business you know, where custom software is required or where you're looking to differentiate yourselves from, from your competition. If an application, if application needs aren't unique, you know, or they don't offer competitive advantage, commercial off the shelf software is often a better fit than low code from a return on resources perspective. Because as we discussed earlier, resources are scarce and they need to be focused on the highest priority, um, you know, applications. That said, we're, you know, talking about commercial off-the-shelf software, that said, we're starting to see low-code replacing uh, off-the-shelf software as companies try to reduce expenses, especially where only a small fraction uh, of the capabilities for that off-the-shelf um, software is, is being required. Anyway, um, to get a little bit more specific, in terms from a Mendix perspective anyway, our low-code platform is, is often used in, in four main areas. You know, first, um, companies are using uh, low-code to create new products or service offerings, where the time-to-market demands and the and the multi-channel, multi-experience requirements um, are high. You know, these are great situations for low-code for developing new products fast because time-to-market is everything. As an example, uh, we have an insurance customer that wanted to go to market with a new online uh, life insurance product. Um, they wanted to beat their competition to market to be able to easily uh, quote people online without the need for an agent. They were able to build a mobile application where the prospect, the customer, could take a selfie. They could, leveraging artificial intelligence, they would assess the photograph, provide the underwriting system with all the input and variables they needed to underwrite the, the policy and provide a quote back to the customer on their mobile phone in seconds which easily could be converted into a new customer policy. This customer is really successful with that, creating something like 60,000 new customers in the first year. This, the second area was would be, uh, in, in one of the more popular areas, is, is building new compelling digital experiences for customer employees. Um, these typically involve building a portal that combine uh, in new ways and to deliver data from multiple legacy and core systems to you know, both responsive web applications or web browsers, or even, 
native application on, on mobile devices. And increasingly we're seeing uh, things like voice assistance and AR being used as well. An example of that is uh, I, have a I had a logistic customer that I worked with that had a major customer satisfaction issue with their number one customer. Their customer represented like 20% of their business. And they had a very short time to provide that, uh, a customer portal to create and track orders and returns uh, for that customer or risk losing their business. As another example, there was another commercial insurance carrier that had a board mandate to increase premium from their independent agent network. These independent agents struggled to create quotes with the existing system, so they often quoted a competitive carrier. With Loco, they were able to create a responsive agent portal that significantly reduced the agent's time to quote the new business and resulted over $300 million in new annual sales every year. Um, a growing area that's popular, especially with digital transformation and COVID, is uh, the area of intelligent automation and workflow. Um, we're, we're seeing almost half of our projects being related to intelligent automation. We're, we often engage companies looking to modernize processes that are currently managed by paper, email, Excel, SharePoint, or Lotus Notes. For example, several banking customers have replaced technologies like these and streamlined workflows for, for customer onboarding, loan origination, or portfolio rebalancing. Many of our customers um, uh, are working with, uh, in conjunction with RPA, Robotic Process Automation, where together Mendix and RPA can automate an end-to-end -end process where RPA creates efficiencies by automating steps and reducing uh, human uh, input and Mendix managing steps that require human interaction, such as exception handling and API level integration. Finally, the fourth area where we're seeing uh, growth uh, is, is in modernizing or extending core systems. You know, our, 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 all of our large enterprise customers have felt the pain over time associated with custom, over-customizing core systems. These customizations can create a significant amount of technical debt, which consumes those valuable resources that we discussed earlier, and it can make upgrades cost prohibitive. We help many uh, enterprise customers, any many SAP, Siemens, and Salesforce customers minimize these customizations by creating extensions that are not tightly coupled to the core. We see extending as a much better alternative to customization in order to keep the core clean and future-proof your investment as they are much more portable and upgradable than customizations. And finally, we've seen large-scale customers modernizing core applications, large-scale systems. For example, a national postal service customer needed to transform their operation. It wasn't long ago when most of the mail that was delivered was letters. Now, you know, in, in the last few years, we're seeing their business had to become much more package delivery oriented rather than just a letter operation. And delivering packages presented an entirely different set of logistical challenges for this postal carrier. Anyway, if I were to summarize, you know, the common characteristics across those four application areas, why is low code a good fit, you know, for these areas? Why is it unique? You know, customers, you know, with low code, customers can better leverage the skills and experiences of people across their entire enterprise and not just their uh, hardcore application developers. Low code platforms can provide a wealth of integration services and off the shelf connectors that are common to enterprise data sources to, to really speed up application development. And last but not least, I mean, 
people want multiple experiences. They want compelling mobile apps and compelling responsive apps. And you can you can create multiple experiences from a single application model rather than having a bunch of disparate skill sets. Hey, hey Craig, thanks. I think that was quite elaborate. So you did mention about uh, uh, you know about resource scarcity, and I think that's where an implementation partner like Indium Software does step in, where we bring in uh, you know kind of uh, highly skilled uh, talent with expertise. Uh, I do remember also working closely with a Switzerland-based manufacturing company where we had to build a shop floor management application on Mendix that needs to, that needed to be integrated with SAP. Uh, the product was called SmartPod, which helped increase the productivity on the shop to the shop floor workers by over 40%. We implemented around 16 modules and uh, you know fo followed it up with another 18 modules in phase two. And I think the client was delighted by the speed at which the product went live. And I think a lot of the four areas that you mentioned uh, certainly is where we need to look forward to. So given that, in terms of how you have built a lot of complex uh, uh, you know, applications that need to. Can low-code be used to build complex applications to tackle trickle, uh, sorry, tricky business processes, or is it more a complement for high-code applications? Karthik, that's another great question. Yes, low-code applications like Mendix are being used to build complex applications. Absolutely. Does that mean our customers are abandoning traditional coding? Absolutely not. You know, low, we're seeing low code more often than not as being complementary to existing coding. You know, we do see our customers reskilling developers that have legacy skills, you know, that have been used to ma maintaining their, you know, legacy platforms to Mendix and leveraging subject matter experts from the business by providing them opportunities to participate in the in building low code applications. You know, the Mendix platform embraces all development personas from the business subject matter experts to professional Mendix makers to those that are used to uh, tradition, uh, creating traditional code such as Java, JavaScript and CSS. So, you know, our development envir environment embraces all of those folks. Sometimes Mendix builds complex apps standalone. Sometimes they incorporate traditional code into Mendix applications. And sometimes Mendix is used to create and manage microservices that support traditional applications. So really it's a, it's a mixed bag. In any case, uh, customers typically will want to start off with identifying one or two applications with Mendix. Based on that success, they identify and begin to execute a larger portfolio of applications. Uh, Mendix has a proven methodology to help customers evolve from this start structure and scale stages uh, in creating their software factory built around Mendix. So you touched a lot upon the different facets of uh, tech stack and different types of applications. Uh, what about industry sectors? What do you see in terms of companies across several industries, including manufacturing or financial services, retail, fashion, uh, insurance, which are using low-code platforms or want to use? What do you think? Which are the sectors that you uh, where you're seeing a major shift going from traditional software development into more into a low-code space? Well, certainly low-code is popular in the in the industries that you mentioned. And, and besides the industries that you did mention, I'm seeing a lot of use cases in higher education, utilities, 
federal, state, and local government and healthcare. You know, honestly, I don't, I don't know of any industry that hasn't experienced some kind of digital transformation or trying to modernize. Seems like every company uh, is trying to leverage technology to create new revenue streams, create efficiencies, and improve customer satisfaction. So Craig, I think at Indium Software, we are also super excited about the partnership that we've had with Bendix. Uh, we're also noticing that I said you did mention about all the several industries which are using low-code to go in from into a traditional development methodology to shifting to low-code. And also Mendix is launching so many newer versions with added capabilities that helps expedite that process. So we also work with a healthcare firm to upgrade the clinical trial app using Mendix for a rapid application development, something more on a patient enrollment, which also helped personalize a patient experience and enable interactions between patients and physicians. So just to take, you know, to kind of wrap up around this, you know, it's been a pleasure. So we just wanted to see if there's something that you can help us with a couple of fun questions. So if you want to take a shot at this one, what do you think is the percentage of the world's software that will be built on low code by 2025? Well, Gartner, the industry leading analyst says it's 70% and who am I to argue with them? Um, you know, given, you know, Given how pervasive low-code has become and how many definitions there are for it, it'd be very hard to measure. Not only are customers creating low-code applications, but partner like, partners like you are creating value for the customers by building low-code components to speed deployments. Maybe it's more, Craig. You never know. Maybe. <laughs> so another crazy question. Are we not far away from an era of AI-enabled no-code platforms? Uh, and what's next in the for low code in terms of automatically able to build software applications? What are your thoughts there, Craig? Well, clearly AI will have an increasing role in low code, and it's it's fun to think about the future. You know, Mendix released its first AI assistant a few few years ago, and it's been very well received. Um, with our AI assistant, you know, developers are prompted, you know, in the in their development screens with, you know viable and most likely steps to aid them, you know, in, in speeding up their own development. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes from, from there. The one thing I know is that the world has an insatiable appetite for software. And I'm, I'm truly amazed how far we've come over the, the course of my career and look forward to what's ahead. Craig, thank you. As always, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, thanks for taking the time. We look forward to catching up with you again in, on Mendix World. Uh, uh, for listeners, Mendix World, one of the world's premier low-code event is happening on September 7th to 9th. Uh, Indium Software is a platinum sponsor. Uh, so we hope to uh, catch you uh, interested folks on, uh, at our booth. Please visit on, on Mendix World as well. So. Hope everyone enjoyed listening to the session uh, on Locode 201. Thank you, Craig. It's a pleasure as always. Look forward to seeing you at Mendix World. Thank you for listening to Locode 201 and stay tuned for more such conversations. Mm -hmm.